This episode contains a brief talk about an eating disorder, about midway in. Please take care of yourself while listening and skip ahead if it helps. So I gave up on energy drinks years ago. They never did what they promised for me and often contained super iffy ingredients. Well, I recently tried Magic Mind and I have to say I was happily surprised. Magic Mind is designed for productivity to help you do more and stress less. I read up on the ingredients before trying it and I was delighted to find that the benefits hold up in studies. Each little bottle contains natural ingredients like turmeric, curcumin, and ashwagandha for better moods, energy, and concentration. Magic Mind also has a pleasant taste. That was another fun surprise for me because I have loved the idea of green juices, but not so much the taste. I especially love how it has felt knowing that I'm doing something proactive for my health and my brain by sipping this little drink. It makes me feel uplifted. And get this, for the next 10 days, you can get 20% off your subscription. Simply go to magicmind.co slash boner or enter the code boner20, boner20 at checkout. Again, that's magicmind.co slash boner or the code boner20 to save 20%. What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio. I would say in relationship to camming and, you know, doing the content creation that I do now, I have never felt more beautiful in my skin than I do in this moment. Before I like clicked broadcast, I was so scared because I have cellulite, I have stretch marks, I I get pimples. (laughs) I'm just a regular person. I was really nervous. I was like, oh man, are these, are these guys going to pick me apart? Are they going to be mean to me? Camming really taught me that for every lid, there's a pot. Like I'm someone's cup of tea. And if I'm not, they can click on through and find the one that they enjoy. Reina Del Mundo is an adult content creator and cam girl who has built a thriving community and business she loves. After giving OnlyFans a try on a stress-induced whim. I found her journey to this work fascinating, especially given that she grew up deeply religious in the Bible Belt. That's a part of the U.S. where evangelical Christianity, where many of the so-called purity culture messages come from, plays an especially strong role. Growing up there, Raina went to church multiple times per week. And I was taught that sex was sinful. I was taught that sex was just for a married man and a married woman to have together. My mom is a nurse. And so I was taught a lot about the factual aspects of sex, like how babies are created. I knew about my own reproductive system. 
but I was never taught about the fun side of sex. I was never taught about the creative side of it. And I remember asking my mom if I could go on birth control when I was 16 and her telling me no. And I actually had to cross state lines to get myself onto birth control because she didn't want to condone me having sex. I was never taught about pleasure. I was never taught about my anatomy in regards to pleasure. I think I was an adult when I figured out what my clitoris was. If you were nodding along in same here fashion, hearing that, well, same here. Pleasure still isn't mentioned or explored in most sex ed curriculums here in the U.S., Bible Belt or not. Raina attended a public school where she learned all about abstinence. And as she pointed out, abstinence-only programs don't work. Kids who learn to basically just say no to sex not only say yes more often, but they have higher rates of STIs, sexual assault, and teen pregnancies compared to kids who get comprehensive sex ed. Raina remembers a vivid example of another message that purity culture teaches. It happened in one of her health classes. First, they took all the boys and girls aside and they taught the girls about their periods. They taught boys about deodorant and puberty. And then they brought us back together and they called me to the front. They were like, Raina, come up to the front. And they called this other guy up to the front too. And they said, we're gonna demonstrate what happens when you have sex with a lot of partners. So they gave us a piece of clear packing tape. A health teacher stuck it to my forearm and she stuck it to his forearm. And she gave everyone in the room a piece of clear packing tape and they all stuck it to their forearms. And she said to me, Raina, go around the room and stick your packing tape to every boy in the room and then come back. And she said to the boy, go stick your packing tape to every person's forearm in the room and then come back. And when we did, she held up both pieces of our tape. And of course, they had skin cells all over them. So they They weren't able to be seen through anymore. And then she tried to stick them together and they didn't stick well together. And she was like, this is what happens when you have sex with a lot of people. You have sex with every single person that they've ever had sex with. And the sex that you'll have with the person you're meant to marry won't be as good. And then she gave us a new piece of packing tape, stuck it to my arm, stuck it to his arm, and then stuck them together. And they were able to stick and you could still see through it. And she was like, look at that. That's clean, pure sex. That was in public school. I never learned how to put on a condom. I never learned about pleasure. I was taught like fear tactics around here's worst case scenario about STDs, which the pictures that we were shown, the verbiage that was used wasn't even indicative about actually being able to recognize, you know, real STD symptoms. So it was very counterproductive. Wow. Do you remember how you felt when that exercise played out? Embarrassed really embarrassed. I felt like I was already gross. And I I was really young at this time. I think I was like 12 or 13. And I was so embarrassed that I was the one that had to go and stick my tape to all the boys. And I remember when I was sticking my tape to them, like not being able to look them in the eye and just feeling like I was doing something dirty and wrong, even though I wasn't even doing anything. I was just, you know, doing an example. And, you know, the little girls in the class like snickering and yeah, just feeling like, oh, this is so weird. Around that same time, when Raina was 12, she started having crushes on girls and figured she must be a lesbian. And at 14, she came out to her mom. 
And like I said, I'm, I grew up in the Bible Belt in the 90s. Like I had never heard the word bisexual or pansexual. That verbiage didn't exist. All I knew was that you were gay or you were lesbian and it was wrong if you were, or you were straight and everybody loved that. <laughs> and so until I was in high school, I actually thought I was gay. And she is, she said, but in a different way than she thought. I remember my mom getting really upset with me and my mom's grown a lot and changed a lot since this happened. So lots of credit to mom. But the first time I came out to her, she was like, oh, what? You loved a munch carpet? And I was like, carpet? I don't even have carpet. Like, what does that even mean? You know, it was so confusing. I just remember the tone in her voice and the look on her face told me that it was wrong. What I, what I was saying was wrong. And so I like shoved it back down, hit it back down. And when I was 16, I finally met a boy that I liked. Because before this, I, you know, had seen so many beautiful girls that I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so amazing and you smell nice. And they would all be like, oh, this boy or that boy. And I was like, he eats his own boogers. Like, he's awful. Why do you like him? By 16, Raina was feeling differently, at least about one boy. I was like, mom, I found a boy that I like. And she was so excited. She took me out for ice cream. Like She was so happy. We prayed the gay away and everything was fine. Of course, they hadn't actually prayed the gay away, but at the time, that felt true and even celebration-worthy. Gradually, Reyna started to unlearn the harmful messages she had absorbed. One big turning point came years later, while she was working as a nanny. And I remember the kids were discovering that like, the little boy had a penis, the little girl had a vagina. And they were starting to awaken to that. And their dad was like, oh, don't worry. They're just at that age. And I was like, mind blown. Like I was at that age too, but I had to like hide it. And here was this conscious father talking to his children about like time and a place and consent. It was beautiful to watch. And I remembered myself being 12 years old, maybe a little earlier and starting to find girls attractive. And that was so confusing. And not really finding a whole lot of boys attractive, but when I would, I'd be like, oh, thank God I'm normal. And and, um, yeah, starting to discover and like touch myself and feeling also just like really dirty about that. And like my mom, if she knew she'd be mad at me. Meanwhile, she was hearing whispers among her peers, like so many of us did, and so many kids still do, that if you are a boy or if you have a penis, you will definitely touch yourself. But what about girls? What if you have a vulva? Or if you're queer or intersex? Reina was a sophomore in high school when a female friend of hers gave her some worthy validation. And she was like, oh yeah, I masturbate. And I was like, oh my God, you do it too? Like, thank God, because I thought I was so weird for doing this and really embarrassed about it. When we're taught to feel shame about our bodies and sexuality, we're also more prone to things like depression, anxiety, and eating disorders. Reina developed a dangerous eating disorder around the same time that she was starting to wonder about her sexual orientation and feeling embarrassed about her desires. She said the behaviors seemed to be passed down, modeled by an adult in her life. I struggled with anorexia and exercise bulimia. So that's where you restrict food. And then if I did end up like eating too much, I would exercise until I felt that I had, you know, burnt off more 
than I had eaten. And so it was a really destructive cycle that continued into my early 20s. That all started changing when Raina became a farmer living on a clothing optional farm. And that helped me recognize like, wow, all bodies are good bodies. And my body's nothing to be ashamed of. My body's really normal and really beautiful. The clothing optional part meant seeing all sorts of bodies, not in a sexualized way, just normal. And that wasn't the only part of the farm that brought healing. Because suddenly I saw that food had this like really beautiful divine purpose and that it was meant for nourishment. And I got to witness these like many miracles every day when I'd plant seeds in the ground and see food pop up. It's hard to be afraid of food when you're witnessing it before your eyes. My weight has been up and down my entire life. And it wasn't until I was in my early 20s that I started to get comfortable with the fluctuations. When I was younger, I would like white knuckle my way through (laughs) the ups and downs of, you know, gaining and losing weight. And I was so ashamed and uncomfortable in my body. And I felt really like, oh my God, no one look at me. I had shaved my head. I was like, oh, no one, no one even knows who I am in this country. This is the perfect place to be why I figure this out. And I remember I was getting out of the shower one day and I was walking past the mirror and I caught a glimpse of myself before I could even form a conscious thought. My subconscious thought, wow, what a beautiful woman. And I stood there like naked in front of the mirror and I really tried to objectively look at my body. And I was like, man, I have these really gorgeous, like soft, beautiful hips. I look like a Renaissance painting. Like I have this like soft, gorgeous tummy. Had this been, you know, that era, I would have been so loved and revered. And why am I so upset to be in this body that's so gorgeous and so capable and is taking me around all these countries and is doing this really hard, laborious farm work and is supporting me. Like I I need to love my body. And so I made a decision from that point in the last 28 now. The last seven years of my life have been me accepting my body at all its different phases. And especially like as I'm starting to get older and noticing changes with that too. By the way, exploring your body through self-pleasure, lube, and sex toys can help you embrace your body too. They've all played a big role in my own self-discovery. And if you heard the recent life-changing orgasm episode or read my Girl Boner book, you know that a particular toy was pretty critical for me. You can find that non-vibrating dildo as well as all sorts of popular wands, clit vibes, cock rings, kink sets, and more at The Pleasure Chest. They have been celebrating sex positivity for decades, and they offer free, actually helpful education too. Learn more and start shopping at thepleasurechest.com. Again, that's The Pleasure Chest at thepleasurechest.com. So Raina worked as a farmer for about seven years, traveling, growing food, and getting a degree in nutrition. She lived in a conscious community where she learned about nonviolent communication That training inspired her to give public speaking a try, so she moved to New York in search of a mentor. And when I moved to New York, I met this wonderful man, and he took me under his wing, and he was like, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And we were on (laughs) Wall Street in all of these corporate businesses, corporate-like facilities, and we were doing emotional intelligence and nonviolent communication training 
for these men who were like my dad's age, who had been trading in the stock market since the 80s. And I had to like sit there with grown men and be like, hey, when you call Johnny an asshole, it makes him feel bad. Like, don't talk like that in the office. She said it all felt pretty silly. But through that work, she landed a couple of teaching jobs at universities. So when the pandemic hit, she was teaching and she was also cooking for a wealthy man. And then the man that I was cooking for laid all of us off and told us all that he changed his mind. He decided that he wanted to pay us all in cash and not as employees. So unemployment wasn't an option. Then she found out that the paycheck she had been waiting for, for the classes she'd been teaching over the summer, wasn't coming. And they're like, oh, we forgot to mention summer is all pro bono. That's all volunteer based. So thank you so much for your your classes and your knowledge and your time. I was like, whoa, like, let me just call my landlord and tell him I'm volunteering. How was she supposed to pay her bills? They were like, we understand if you don't want to work with us in the future. And I was just like, oh, my God, I, I am screwed. I don't have any money. I just got laid off on one job. I'm not getting paid for the work I did all summer. If I'd known that, I would have taken paying work. And I was so lucky that my, my best friend, who I'd known for years at this point, she's a cam model. Her name is Ada Lovelace. And she was like, well, Raina, you could just cam for a little bit and see if you like it and you can make your rent and, you know, see what happens. And so I decided in July of 2020, I was like, all right, I'll cam for a little bit and I'll see what happens. I'll just do it to pay my bills this month and then I'll be done. Before you started, before you hit that broadcast button for the first time, how are you feeling about your sexuality? Take us to that moment. Before I started camming, I felt like I was a, I was pretty in charge of my sexuality. I didn't exude myself as a sexual being. I, it wasn't like my sexuality walked in the room before I did. You know, I felt very comfortable with like my sexual partners, like asking for what I wanted. And the first time I clicked the button to go online, click the broadcast button, I had said in my head, I was like, maybe I'll show my chest, but I'm not going to show anything else. And before I know it, all the clothes are off and I'm like, woohoo, this is great. I was definitely like a fish out of water. (laughs) And I got on that first day on cam and I loved it. It was so fun and I was cracking up and I was, you know, talking with all these people. And I felt like for maybe the first time in my life, I got to be fully myself while, you know, quote unquote working. Like I, I don't even like to call what I do work because it feels like I'm hanging out with my friends. Like it's, it's such a sweet experience. Raina has been doing this work now for close to two years. And it's only taken all that work that she's done to feel good in her body further. I would say in relationship to camming and, you know, doing the content creation that I do now, I have never felt more beautiful in my skin than I do in this moment. Before I like clicked broadcast, I was so scared because, you know, I'm a human. My body isn't without flaws. I have cellulite. I have stretch marks. I I get pimples. (laughs) I'm just a regular person. I was really nervous. I was like, oh man, are these, are these guys going to pick me apart? Are they going to be mean to me? And I've been doing this for two years and I can count on one hand, the amount of times that people have been discouraging or mean or rude about my body. I am so like praised and loved for the shape that I have. And camming really taught me that for every lid, there's a pot. Like I'm someone's cup of tea. And if I'm not, they can click on through and find the one that they enjoy. Along with her relationship with her body, 
Reina's relationship with her mom has improved too. What can you share about your relationship with your mom today? Yeah, my mom has come a long way. So my mom knows what I do. And I remember telling her, felt like coming out all over again. I was like, okay, mom, sit down. Are you okay? And, you know, it wasn't an initial like, woohoo, love that my daughter is doing that on the internet. But she pretty quickly came around and she, she said, you know, Reina, you've always succeeded at everything you've tried. And I know that this will be another thing that you will work hard at and you will succeed at and I support you. And I really emphasized to her, you know, I'm safe. I am in my own home. I'm the only person that touches me. You know, this is all very much within my control. I also told her that I'm really happy and for the first time in my life, financially stable. And what parent doesn't want that for their child, for them to be happy and safe and on their own two feet? safety isn't something that Reina takes lightly or for granted. When I asked her about any stigma she's faced, she told me she considers herself very lucky and very privileged. At the same time, she would really like to see positive change for all sex workers. I live in an area that is like pretty open-minded sexually. Every friend or family member that I've decided to tell about what I do has been incredibly supportive. So I'm really lucky that I haven't in my own personal life faced a lot of adversity there. I will say, you know, I appreciate that many celebrities have joined OnlyFans and helped start to break down the stigma of sex work and OnlyFans and camming has made sex work so much more accessible and safe for a lot of people. And I think the stigma that I would like to see broken down is just like the dirtiness around adult content creation. A lot of people see, you know, me online doing this and they're like, oh, that girl, she's this way or she's that way. And it's it's not like that. Like I said, I'm a regular person. I just choose to like take my clothes off online to help like support myself and to have fun. And I would love to see that stigma broken down. Many people really love porn. They watch it, they consume it. And I appreciate this more like conscious consumption that's happening where people are starting to like pay their porn stars directly for their porn. Because a lot of these women or men or creators or whatever, their content is put up. Some of them don't even know what site it's put up on and it's being viewed for free. And that's like, that's their work. That's their time, their energy. That's their body that they're putting out there. And a lot of people don't see it as real work, but we all pay taxes like everyone else, you know. We are putting in our time and our effort. We like hone our craft, as silly as that might sound for people. And we're putting our bodies out there, you know, and just as somebody who is, you know, maybe doing a little bit of manual labor, like we're also moving our bodies and taking up energy and that kind of thing. So sex work definitely deserves to be recognized as real work. It deserves to be respected as real work. And sex workers deserve to be seen as real people. As long as that isn't the case. There will be some amount of risk involved, which is why Raina shared this advice. You may want to take it to heart if you're thinking about giving something like camming a try. If you are new to the cam world or to OnlyFans, I will say this, and this is what Ada Lovelace said to me before I ever started, and I'm glad she did. She said, don't put yourself out there unless you're willing to be found. And 
I, like I said, very fortunate. I have not been found by anyone that I don't want to be found in other parts of my life. Some websites allow for like geo blocking or like IP blocking where you can like block certain states and things like that. But you are putting yourself out there on the internet and the internet is forever. And so before you decide to make this plunge into sex work, decide, would you be okay if somebody that you possibly didn't want to find that found that? I decided early on, okay, if somebody finds this that I don't want them to find it and they come to me and say something, I'll own it. And I'll be like, like I said to my mom, I've never felt more beautiful or comfortable. I'm safe. I'm happy. And that's all that matters to me, but that might not be worth it to you. And of course, you don't have to cam or create other adult content to reap many of the benefits that she's found. If you would like to move past sexual shame, as Raina has, and step more fully into pleasure and that freedom she talked about, she recommends seeking out a supportive partner, community, or both. That's something that helped me so much when I was in my early 20s. I was lucky enough to have a couple partners that really helped me break down my own barriers. And I think that's something that would be so helpful is to find somebody that you feel really comfortable with to start talking about your sexuality with. And maybe that is a friend of yours that you can, you know, discuss like, hey, is this thing that I'm feeling or experience this thing that I like? Is it normal? Is it okay? And decide whether or not it's okay with you. The internet is a beautiful and wonderful place because whatever kink or fetish or interest or anything that you have, there is content out there for it. There's also communities out there for it. There's also forums out there for it. So kind of finding your like-minded people and if possible, finding that partner that allows you to explore and play in those areas that you might feel a little bit stuck in, in a very safe way. And when it comes to having sex with a partner, Raina suggests this, don't be afraid to lead or instruct them. It's not embarrassing and they will most likely appreciate it. If they don't prioritize your pleasure, they might not be the best person to be sharing intimacy with. Amen to that. Learn more about Reina Del Mundo by following her on Twitter at MakeItReina. That's at make underscore it underscore R-E-I-N-A. To join her OnlyFans community, visit the link in the show notes. And if you are enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I would so appreciate it if you would post a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the iTunes Store. And please do tell your friends about it. You can also support the show while getting fun bonus content by joining my community at patreon.com slash girlboner. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>